love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. So what you see the criticism here is not about the content of their prayers. It was about the posture, it was about the place, and it was about the money. But then, verse 6, but when you pray, go into your room, and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And when your Father who sees in secret, who sees in secret, will reward you. A secret place. There it is. It's a hidden place. And so God desires for us to connect with Him, not saying, look at these prayers, look at the church, and pray on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
there's much easier than the kids' house. We can figure out, we can cover the different zones now, whatever, for about the We can get some external Not crazy hard. We can get them some external explorers. You know? So let's, um, let's try right now. Do this. Welcome to chapter three, all right? I want to call everybody in this room, or if you're home at all. Everybody should just be unified and still. Can you do it by 10 seconds? All right, go for it. I'm a timer. Let's go. One, two, three, go. All right, you did all right, man. You did all right. That's easy. You get it. Now, the question is can you get internal stability? No, it's harder. Give it a shot. Go three. Think about that. Ready? One, two, three, go. It is it's funny, right? Because we laugh because it's so long. We think about our prayers, you know, the people that I woke up and I prayed three more hours. And some people cultivated their prayer life. Some people have gotten to a place where they really stick to the presence of God speaking to Most people, you know, I was just to pray ten minutes. There's a there's a friend out of everything that went in my mind as I prayed for those ten minutes. A lot of it actually don't think it's prayer because it really is fighting against all of the glory that goes on within us. And so our job or goal is to recognize the challenge of this issue. Connection. To move forward. If we make some progress of cultivating silence, solitude, stillness. And listen, I wish that I was the guy. I wish that I was the guy who would just tell you how to do that because I got to that has been a challenge of mine for a long time. Uh, it's a challenge of mine. Uh, uh, real quickly, a lot, a lot of you know my story for the past few years, but so I won't spend a lot of time in the details. But my life up prior to 2020 was a life of high production, going, doing, boom, 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 boom. You wake up, had a lot of responsibilities, and just woke up, and you know, you know one of the monsters, you know, says you wake up and you just and boom, wake up 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 and boom, wake and I remember a couple of conversations that I had with people around that time that knew something had to change. And because people that were close to me, they were going, hey, yeah, you just haven't seen my new show. I'm going, hmm, that's not So this one conversation about that, uh, I still laugh at it, but man, it's profound and God was used it. Because I was sitting across the breakfast table uh, from my son, who was 19 at the time. And, you know, I've been talking to friends, people that are close to me, hey, I haven't seen that myself yet. Says something. What have you said? And so sitting across the table with my son at a restaurant one morning, he was home from college. I said, Son, I told you what said this. What have you said? And what I was hoping to get was, What? What are you talking about? I said, I got it. Yeah, I've seen it. But he goes, Yeah, I've seen it. I'm like, Okay, that's not the answer I was hoping. Then, Takes a bite of food and then the food goes. 
<laughs> I thought we just had practice. I don't know, you know. And so I'm like, okay, but as that message starts to speak, take a little bite of food. And he comes up and goes, hey, what you need to do? <laughs> <laughs> and he's joking, but kind of, he says, in his own comical way, uh, he says, you want to wake up every day and tell yourself you can't do anything. So if you just do one thing, you'll get it done. <laughs> All right. But ultimately, what that kind of saying is that you should need some skills, right? You know, he wasn't using that language, but he was saying, I need some, I need some skills. I need some life. I need some biology. I need some science. And I just work hard to get there. Work hard to get there. Now, I wish I could say that, man, that was awesome. I'm so glad I passed all of that. But really, the Lord used that in a few different ways. One, a whole season. Um, when my church family made me, like I've never had a sabbatical or any extended time off ever. And then they, they come with that. They just sort through, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And ultimately that led us on the short of the day. They led us a few years. Very early 2021. It was an environmental change that I think God would let us Now here it is. Environmental change by itself does not often because environmental change is a continual form of change. You know, you're a little school kid, you get bullied, well, you can always change schools. You hate your job, you can change jobs. Unfortunately, people don't like my spouse, you change spouses, right? And you just kind of completely change environments. Sometimes it's the right thing to do, sometimes it's absolutely wrong. But just changing the environment doesn't really change the form of so what I've got to do is I've got to pay attention and it's time to pay attention. And I don't just change environments from Baton Rouge to Allen, Texas, and then assume that all my problems just went away because they hear that it's not. It doesn't work. And I'll tell you, so wouldn't it be great to say that, yes, when I got here in 2021, now we're here in 2023, I've gone so much in there. I'm so good with silence and silence and still so much I can say that I can talk. So let me just tell you, I had a great Great, great, one of my favorite opportunities. I had uh, yesterday. I got to here's hours upon hours. Let me show you a picture. View from my window, as they said. There it is. Gorgeous, right up there. Awesome kingdom. Right to a certain amount of food. She goes, I said, man, you should come up. Like, okay, awesome. That is the view from my window. Of a very old kid, like six foot by four foot house. Yeah, like some glass windows that I'm just looking at. But even knowing that I was preaching this morning, you know what I did? When we're up there, this is like a lower area of property. Uh, when we're up where the camp is, look at my phone, and guess what? Here's kind of cell phone service. I'm going to go sit and I'm standing. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to reply to some text messages, some emails, it's on my mind, and all this sort of thing. And then the Lord blessed me, and that I didn't realize when we got down to the lower part, nothing, right? No cell phone, nothing. And so what did he do? Made me lie down in green pasture. Or was it? Well, now I'm green pasture, right? Made me lie down. I could not use my device. And you know, I was like, okay. So I'm sitting out there for a rough day, yesterday afternoon, four plus hours. And it took a while. It took a couple of, maybe the first hour or so, and I was like, but before you end up, right, there was silence, there was only the sound of wildlife, nobody's around. And I ultimately got to a better place. Of stillness yesterday. I'm super thankful <coughs> to God for that moment. 
know that Jeff, not just if you think about the school of work and just the ways of silence, solitude, stillness, everybody in this world needs to some degree. It's actually dangerous when you don't have it. Unfortunately, I just reconnected with another friend of mine who was in town uh, because his, his childhood friend uh, actually took his own life. And the funeral service was up here in this area. Got to hang out with my friend. And I said, hey, tell me about your buddy. Like, what, what, what happened? And he told me his whole story, but again, the guy just had some internal truth. His mind was not still like that good school for a few years. He just couldn't play He chose not to fight. He absolutely dangerous. Because, you know, for people without silence, here's what they do. Instead of being reflective and responsive, and so, what happens with us, and I know we've been talking about it, and we've been doing it because I think everybody, no matter where you're going to go, okay, it's going to get raised here in the United States, I'm not talking about a Uh, and the, the alternative, the alternative is to not 
happens there? When we do not embrace what we're talking about this morning, we don't have real freedom. We don't actually see ourselves correctly because we don't confront us. But that is one reason why many people choose not to want to do this at all. Because we all go into different issues, every single person. We have shame, we have guilt, we have pain, we have unmet expectations in our own lives. And all, all this stuff goes wrong, and so we stop and be quiet and do that stuff and it comes in and we all like it, so hey, let's turn on that person. Or whoever you do, you know, it is an endless distraction, and then we can't really confront ourselves. We need to move on to And that's why I think not having these disciplines in our lives, that's why I think it really stunts us in our own foot. We need to see ourselves correctly and let God speak to us in the world. You know, Pastor Joe, I want for you guys to look up and read the whole section uh, later, is um, verse 8, 19. The example is Elijah. Elijah's got some stuff going on. Okay, put it as super simplistic. He got some stuff going on, and he finds himself in the silence and the solitude for 40 days. And then what happens to him? He's got that he's got a lot of stuff. And he's got he's got internal turmoil, external turmoil. He gets to the place for 40 days and God speaks. And here's what God says. He says, twice he says to him, he says, Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And I don't think God's tone is, what are you doing here? I don't think it's that. I think it's like, Elijah, you're here in the songs, what are you looking for? Why are you here? What's going on? Because we see in that passage, it is just a quiet voice, a whispering voice somewhere, just in the version said, it's a quiet voice of God. And what happens right there is Elijah is he gets the word of God in the midst of a very externally internally noisy chaotic season. When we have these things, we think that place of stillness, and what we can do at that point is that we can talk ourselves, and that moves us from self-deception to self-awareness. If you wake up all day and go, yeah, that this stuff is not wrong, and you just be more reactive, reactive, reactive. And you don't stop to do this. And we have that stillness, we see ourselves, and we become self aware, and we have the opportunity to grow, we have the opportunity to find the truth into us um, and through us. We also experience God's compassionate love in the day. When we are alone, when we are alone, when we are aware of it, that we're not alone. In the longest times, because internally, when you don't understand that, no one knows what I'm doing. You can put hundreds of thousands of people to be very, very long. They're going to believe it as a Christian. Life is going on to the first God. You know, I'm sure God's doing it. I don't want to hear from the Lord. I don't feel his presence. I don't feel his presence. Maybe it's because it's just hard to do Maybe we have chosen, not directly, but absolutely indirectly, to not hear the voice of God, to not allow Him to let us know how much we are deeply loved and deeply connected with by the Spirit because we just don't want to hear it. Or actually, I think we do want to hear it, but we just don't know how to hear it because we just keep on doing it all the time. I think these people do not experience the love of Christ, the love of God, because of how busy. Because that experiential love 
It's much deeper. Much deeper than just knowing that God loves you. That it's one thing to experience love from God, and another thing to show to a church and hear about the love from God. Or to read a book about the love of God. Have some head knowledge, yes, I know that God loves me, but that's not really the spirit of God. If I call a prayer of the a prayer of Paul, but if we chapter three, one of my favorite passages of all scripture. But he prays that they repeated with no love of Christ and that serve as his knowledge. That's the spirit of knowing the love of Christ. And trying to experience it without these things that are talking about. And so my encouragement and my hope is that we would do this this place. Because when we come to a sense of, when we, when we come out of this with a sense of who we are and who we are not, we also come out with a sense of direction. I think a lot of that is See, going back to that passage in 1 Kings, you know, Elijah came out with direction. He came out with an assignment. And if you even think about Jesus in Mark chapter 1, he comes out uh, with what? He comes out with more clarity. He says, this is a let us go to other town, so this is the reason why I came here. Okay? So he is choosing to get out and then to re-enter. To re-enter, but for other people, he comes out with a sense of direction. And so when we're there, it's when we kind of get the direction that God wants for us to be there. And that's what I want to do. So how do you get there? How do we get there? Well, talk about practicing, so you have to practice. That's what good. This is the thing we have to practice. Um, one thing that happened back when I was in Baptist Park in here, a good pastor friend of mine had with me, Alexander. He invited me to go on this retreat up in the Chicago area where this woman named Ruth Katie Barton was leading this transformational center thing. Uh, and it was super awesome. We went those times where there was no cell phone presence. And we left that few days and it was really iron and heartbreaking. She said this. She said, your goal should be, or at least able, to sit for 30 minutes in silence. Not just external, internal silence. And I went, okay. And she said, I don't want you to pray. I don't want you to think about it. You just, you just sit and breathe and experience God. All right. Well, I guess we have to have 30 minutes. And it gets his stuff. But the next time, you know, we need to practice. These things. You know, you know, again, the internal noise, I might not go Practice these things. I'm thinking about uh, the original AI, right? Alan Iverson, that's a player. You know, crazy in a big way. Practice, practice. And I think that's what we have to do that. Again, because I think it's just one thing to come to a church worship service and, you know, here's some of the word God. Uh, here's somebody talking about these common stuff and just pass it out and turn it off. And not practice. I think we need to practice. And I don't to do so. What I think we have to do as an application for this morning is that we need to know what we want to do and then order our lives to Okay? Because I think all too often we can sit in Bible studies and other things and we can listen to podcasts or listen to pastors on TV or other churches and we just move on to the next thing. What I'd like for us to do today is to just absolutely think about this is something we want. And I believe it is. You know, the song that I always have tried to chuckle about ever since I was a kid 
I was singing Christmas. That old song, Silent Night. And then the song, Weird Night, was up to I didn't have to. I, mean, I, mean, I want to listen to it forever, but I, mean, I guess I explained it to you. Listen to the Lord's Take, Lord, and you know, 
Jesus. 